0: Hi, this is Glenn Delakian, host of Tandem Radio, the good news on business, heard every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bridge FM or on the web. Thanks for joining us for a special series, Building a Kingdom Minded Company. Whether you're a business owner or just starting your first job, our desire is that God would influence every part of your life, including your business world. Mark Griffin, president of In His Name HR, which provides human resources consulting for many organizations, brings some fantastic tools on faith and work through his 12-part series on building a company for God's glory. Let's join Mark and host D. Kovac for this segment on building a kingdom-minded company here at TandemRadio.com.
1: I'm Dee Kovach and today we're talking with Christian business consultant Mark Griffin about his company, In His Name Human Resources. In His Name HR is leading business as a kingdom-minded company. During this 12-part series, Mark gives you the tools to prosper as a kingdom-minded company. Hi, Mark, and welcome back. We're in our 11th show together, and today we are going to talk about the effective ways of introducing Christ into the workplace.
2: Well, thanks for having me today, Dee. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk to the listeners about effective ways to get Christ introduced into the workplace.
1: Well, how do you do this? I mean, we've we've talked about secular and the Kingdom Company, and and we know what we're trying to achieve. But, boy, you know, how do we start talking about Christ, and somebody doesn't say, "Boy, what a Bible thumper!"
2: Sure, I I I really appreciate what you just said because oftentimes I get that as a response from people. Uh, when we talk about Christ at work and Christ in the workplace and uh, uh, just the Christian CEO's desire to share the gospel. And I really, really don't advocate uh, people hitting employees over the head with the Bible. Uh, I don't advocate uh, pushing tracks on employees or preaching to employees. I, I really don't. I don't think that's effective Uh, I've been approached in in my years uh, by people that have been aggressive uh, with the message of Christ, and quite frankly, it turned me off, and I know it turns a lot of other people off. What I'm simply stating is, as as Christian business owners, we do have an obligation to to share the message. That's what we're called to do. Um, You know, it's funny, the Bible clearly says that we should pretty much abandon everything uh, and follow Christ. And I know myself, when I look into God's eyes, I'm going to feel like, wow, God, you know, I, I didn't even come close to abandoning everything and following you. So, uh, um, you know, we, we know that that's just uh, a part of what we're called to do, and and I think we need to do so in the workplace.
1: When we say about, you know, getting Christ in the workplace, are we talking about, uh, are we talking about music? Or are we talking about uh, posters, inspirational posters on the wall to get people going? Are we talking about setting aside time for meditation or prayer?
2: You know, it, it really varies depending upon the organization and the organization's culture. It, it's so, so different at each company. You know, we talked about earlier in uh, different shows, D, about how we build the mission, the vision, and the core values, and we put references into Bible quotes. Some companies, uh, you know, they're very forward with a King James version of a Bible quote, and they want that in there, and they're they're a little – they they could appear to be a little pushy with that Bible quote uh, to to folks. Other companies want – really a different version that just says, you know, they're they're Bible followers and and that's all. So, you know, that's exposing employees to your beliefs. It's not mandating it. But of course, besides the mission, vision, and the values, there's other ways that you can get the message to employees as well.
1: And what would those other ways be?
2: There is such a a huge laundry list of, of, of ways, but, you know, subtle ways The fit within your organization's culture could be different different things within your newsletter. Maybe uh, you need to put a newsletter in place. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of newsletters because I think they die uh, a slow death, but I think if you generate a new newsletter and get a committee together for a newsletter and say, hey, we're going to have a newsletter for four editions over the next uh, four years, then you're committed – to doing it four times, and within that newsletter, you can include some pretty neat things about what's going on within your employees and what they're doing in the faith uh, community. You got your employee, you, you got your organizational website. Having your mission, vision, values on your website really not just tells your employees about w- w- uh, more information about your faith, but it tells your vendors and your customers. You know, putting a brochure with your uh, mission, vision, values in the lobby for visitors to take is huge. I can't tell you how many times um, vendors have come in that were entertaining doing business with me that would see the mission, vision, values and take that and read it and then come in and, and, and talk to me about it and say, wow, this is pretty neat that you reference God in there. You know, I don't go to church. I quit going to church 10 years ago. You know, tell me about your company. Do you – you know, make everybody go to church. No, we don't make everyone go to church, but you know God's a very important part of our company um and the list goes on. I mean you can give the mission vision values to people that come in for interviews that that's really important um you can incorporate them into your marketing materials uh, I myself put my core values on the back of my business card it lists exactly what the core values are uh for my organization tells. Potential customers what my values are and, and and how I'm going to do business with them. Um, one company that I'm aware of in, in Ohio actually includes a copy and they also include a copy of the salvation message to all customers that get their product and they ship their products all over the world and the owner is a Christian business person is not fearful of repercussions. He's not fearful of offending anybody, but he goes so far as to include the salvation message and his mission, vision values going out to all customers. That that's huge.
1: You know, all Christians, there are a lot of Christians and and they're all different and we have lots of different religions uh, within Christianity. So how do you, how do you put Christ in the workplace and put all of that out there and You know, are you pushing theology?
2: No, absolutely not. And what's really kind of exciting for me is since I've launched this firm, which uh, I launched in April of last year, so I'm I'm not even really into this firm uh, a year yet. I've met with so many different denominations, so many different pastors, so many different Christian business owners from different denominations. But when the smoke clears and the dust settles, They all agree that having a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is paramount for salvation. So the way in which you get that message to people is going to differ between denominations, but the core of it is always God and Jesus. So we're able to get that to the side and let the employees find the way in which they have a relationship with Jesus on their own, in their own church of their choosing, at their comfort level, not one denomination itself.
1: What are the different ways, what are some of the most innovative ways that you've seen companies come up with that... They are. I mean, you talk about your business card and your core values being on the back. Have there been any others that you've looked at that somebody says, I would like to do this to bring Christ in my workplace? And a- your- a-
2: absolutely. Two that stick out with me is, is simply just having a chaplain on staff. And I'll be honest with you. We, I work with a company that, that really we had one plant location that was extremely concerned about putting a chaplain in place because the, That area of the country was predominantly of one religious affiliation, and they wanted somebody from that religious affiliation to be within that that plan, and that was not the strategy. The strategy was to be non-denominational, to bring in a chaplain to help people, and that chaplain was able to bring the message to three employees within a year, employees that were suffering. We had one employee that was close to suicide that had alcohol Issues that was afraid to go to anybody in management, but went to the chaplain, was ultimately saved, has a relationship with Jesus Christ, and has gone down a complete different path. To me, that's innovative because had it, had we done it differently, I'm not so sure we would have gotten the same result. Another innovative thing we do is, you know, uh, book programs are always a really good thing to do within organizations, uh, offering, uh, books. To employees that are suffering. Maybe they have a, a spouse that's an alcoholic, or maybe they have a teenager going through teenage issues, and you have books and resources to help navigate them to deal with these terrible times that they're in that have some help through spiritual resources.
1: And when you talk about things like a chaplain or the resources, going back to the chaplain for just a moment and you know, we want to make sure that everybody who's listening understands that what is shared between a person and a chaplain or a pastor that's very confidential, and, and as is always, even in the workplace, would have been kept. It is confidential, and that this salvation came from within this own person who. was Yeah, having from problems. from
2: that own person. The most important piece, Dee, is that chaplain is confidential, and that's why I love putting chaplains in place because. That chaplain is not going to talk to management about who the employee was that had the alcohol issue or who the employee was that was struggling spiritually. And that gives employees the opportunity to open up their heart in a non-judgmental fashion. And that's what we want. Look, we love our employees. We feed them with our money that we pay them. We love them by giving them medical benefits and taking care of their medically and through their dental programs. Shouldn't we care about them spiritually? And their eternal security by providing them a chaplain? Absolutely. I think that's the third aspect of caring for your employees is giving them that avenue.
1: So when we're talking about Christ in the workplace, we're not just talking about printed materials. We're not necessarily talking about putting quotations all over the place. No. But we're actually walking the walk when we're putting Christ in the workplace. are yeah, wa- yeah, we're
2: being the hands and feet. We really are. We're there for, for the employee. Uh, we're there to help them. We're there to cry with them. We're there to smile with them. We're helping them navigate through life with their eyes on Jesus.
1: Is it typical for, you know, kingdom minded companies to have people who don't know Jesus?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And, and isn't that uncomfortable for them or, you know, how did they get there?
2: No, I, I don't think it's uncomfortable at all. I think it can be exciting and invigorating to know that there's some people within the organization that don't know Jesus, and that at some point they they come around to finding Jesus because the co- company was there for them in a difficult time.
1: So, a owner of a Kingdom Company shouldn't be afraid to hire to have people of all different. Varieties with them in their organization.
2: Amen. That's exactly what it's about. Christ came to be with the people that go to bars and prostitutes. And, and he didn't come for the, the priests and the, and the righteous people. He, he came for all people. And, and you know what? That's where we really missed the boat, that he's not here for the righteous. He's here for everybody. And that's what we need to help Christ get to the people that need him the most.
1: So, when we have Christ in the workplace, we have everything available to us as long as we're not really breaking any laws by putting Christ in the workplace, are we?
2: No, we're not breaking any laws because you're not forcing people to believe a certain way. You're not uh evaluating people against that. You're not saying, "Well, we only are going to promote christians or that it's nonsense we're that's that's not the core. Of it, and uh, that would just be wrong to do that.
1: Okay. Well, um, when we talk about Christ in the workplace, you know, um, we are always thinking about. You know, the the prayers and the, the people that we work with and that Christ really did. By Christ coming to earth, he was touching people and he was using people. And as you said, it doesn't always have to be a certain kind of people. And your faith is what makes you strong. So what gives the business owner this strength is his walk in Christ. Yes. And have you found, as we are talking about putting Christ in the workplace What kind of feedback have you had from business owners once they have really embraced this and started to do this that they have come back and said, Mark, I'm telling you, I was What's awesome
2: is they go, you know, why didn't I do this five years ago? Why didn't I do this ten years ago? And that's why I, I just smile and I get all excited because I'm like, wow, I'm making an impact. God has put me in such a unique situation with my skills and abilities and my love of the Lord to help these leaders do the right thing in their workplace. And they're finally comfortable and they can sleep at night knowing that when they look in the eyes of God, they can say, yes, I've been a good and faithful servant, and I did what I could to expose people in a non-offensive way without pushing them away from you, God, but to get them the message in a way that would bring glory to you, God.
1: Have you ever had negative feedback from this process? What kind of negative feedback?
2: I I actually did. Um and uh, and I'm not surprised. I've pretty thick skin. Uh but I I was facilitating with a group uh, of hourly employees and we were facilitating uh the mission, vision and values and uh, there were a couple people on that team who uh, um, were, were not churchgoers, they were not Christ followers of pretty pretty boisterous, and uh, uh, had a lot of energy. And uh, uh, some some of the things came up that the owners wanted to have, that the, the company was founded on biblical principles and whatnot. And, and the one guy just got a little hairy on me, got crazy, and said, you can't tell us that, you can't make us put that in there, you can't make us believe this. And, uh, you know, I took a deep breath and let him go and let him go and let him go. And he finally wore out after a couple minutes. And I said, no, a- absolutely, we can include this. Because we're not telling you to believe it. We're not saying you have to. We're not This isn't going in your job description. It's not mandating you believe in all this. What it's saying is the company was founded on it. That's a fact. That's truth. There's nothing you can do to change that. The owners of this company were founded on biblical principles. And you're not going to change that. And it would be lying if we didn't say that. So we are going to include it. You don't have to ble- And then he got it. His head started, oh, I get it. I understand. You're not, yeah, brother, don't don't get yourself all upset. You know, look at this as a positive. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. And he changed. So, you know, even in that sense of negativity, it gives me strength because I went, wow, I, I got this guy calmed down and he's seeing this a little bit differently.
1: So, and and that is very key because when we talk about, putting Christ in the workplace, people are afraid it is then going to be a mandate. And it's not.
2: It's not a mandate.
1: And owners do not have to be afraid. No,
2: owners don't need to be afraid.
1: And employees don't need to be afraid. They don't need
2: to be afraid at all whatsoever.
1: I think that you have given us so much to think about uh, regarding Christ in the workplace I, I think the aha moment, aha moment for me in this conversation we've had all day was the word mandate and that it is not a mandate it truly um, it's a choice opened it's up an absolute eyes. choice
2: our relationship with Christ is purely a choice so when we make the decision to accept Christ as our Savior it's a choice that we're making I can't mandate my children accepting Christ. They have to accept Christ on their own. I can't mandate my wife. I can't mandate an employee. I can't mandate you. You have to initiate that relationship with our Lord and Savior. So if you don't initiate it and you don't accept it on your own, then you can't have a relationship with Christ. So why as an employer would I want to mandate it when it would be superficial? It wouldn't be genuine. It wouldn't be a right relationship. It'd be superficial.
1: So it is truly, it, it boils down to what's in your heart, what you're being led to do and what each individual who has been given that choice by God chooses to do for him or herself.
2: Yes. I mean, you can choose to bow now or you can choose to bow later, but you will bow.
1: Amen. Thank you for listening in our next show. Mark Griffin of in his name human resources is going to tie everything together that we've discussed about the kingdom company, We hope you join us.
0: You've been listening to Mark Griffin of In His Name HR at Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Be sure to check out some of Mark's other segments at www.tandemradio.com. That's tandemradio.com. You can find out more about Mark and In His Name HR, as well as other shows and videos on our website. Also, be sure to tune in every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on The Bridge FM. Or the web. Thanks again for joining us for the good news on business.